0: I am your host with the most so have a toast, Leader Johnson, here at the Foul Leader break in bar- broadcast. None of that, you know, no no coming music. Just, you know, we're going to come straight in. I do a break in, it's a lot to cover. So we're going to cut off the music and, you know, the, the breaks and all that. Um, We will have another, you know, the next one coming up could be one, but it depends on what I decide. It always depends on what I decide from a break in with the Foul Leader music. Or the breaks and everything. Just depends. Now, the Blue Blood situation, this is the title of the day. I mean, Duke, Villanova, and Kentucky. Now some people say, and then you hear Kansas mention, you hear North Carolina mentioned. Some people say that that um you know, is not a blue blood. Of course people are gonna feel like that, man. This the original Blue Bloods were Duke. You can talk about this blue blood thing. Let us get this, let's get this done, okay? To give everybody, before I tell you the blue bloods and who are, we stop all. That. The term came from in 1927. It's a New York paper in Brooklyn. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's Brooklyn, I think. Um, the term was used to describe players. So all y'all fans, like, that's why when, you know, you got Philadelphia fans, Villanova not Philly, Philly made Villanova Philly, part part of Philadelphia sports, how about that, we ain't talking about the city, we don't, nobody cares what you're talking about when you say the city, nobody cares, they didn't consider y'all, they, the crazy part where they didn't consider y'all suggestion when they made the rule, what makes you think it matters now, just to let this, just to go on people because that's just so ignorant, To try to downgrade. Now, here comes the Blue Blood thing. The Blue Bloods are considered Duke and really Kentucky by fans. You know, some people want to say North Carolina. But let's just tell you who the original Blue Blood teams were considered. Because this is really talking about players. And then when they start talking about Blue Bloods, you were talking about elite teams. How good they were. how How talented they were. That's what Blue Blood meant. It didn't mean that you wore blue. It didn't mean none of that. Let's let's go down. The original Blue Bloods were UCLA, Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, Indiana, and North Carolina. Those were the, the 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 Blue Bloods. Now they got something called the New Bloods. This is what they call it now because fans be like, oh. It only started when Villanova was called the Blue Blood because they was winning. So that was that 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 was fans hating on Villanova. That, that's exactly what it was. You shouldn't even have no disagreement. Why would you have a disagreement that doesn't influence you against your team? It's because your team was called the blue blood. Now that you really go back to the definition, you know the definition, Kentucky fans that listen to this, Duke fans that listen to this, and any of the other original blue blood members that were called blue bloods first, you're hating because blue blood don't say just Duke. It, It never was made for people even wearing blue. As you can see, Indiana don't wear blue. The only original blue bloods that that it was uh, the original blue bloods. Only one of them, excuse me, one of them didn't wear blue. That was Indiana. They wear red. You got Kansas, UCLA, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina. They all wear blue, but Indy wore red. So whoever is doubting the blue bloods because of that, crazy. Now, how are they doubting Villanova? Villanova's elite. They've been more elite than Duke and Kansas. We're talking about wins, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, everybody on the original road. They have, they have side swiped, cut them straight off, chop them, (laughs) done, done. They've even beaten North Carolina. So the new bloods are Virginia, Gonzaga, Villanova, and Michigan. Now I can come with y'all on this elite thing like elite. Well, back in the day, Indiana had a lot I mean, Indiana always was putting out pro prospects from the years of you got Isaiah Thomas and you got Calvert Cheney. There's so many guys. Allen, and there's so many they they release, they, they let, you know, it's always um guys, Eric Gordon. It's guys always coming out, you know, and they, they always was successful enough, especially back in the days of Bob Knight. That's where it's you know, what I mean, that's how it starts. You know, but for you to call, and, and people don't even mention Indiana as a blue blood. How dare Duke, Duke talk all that mess up. They shouldn't be blue bloods. Why don't you say you're the original blue bloods like Indiana shouldn't be in there? You ain't talking about them. They don't even win. They don't win like that. I'm sorry. Shout out to the Indiana program. They're not winning on the level of Villanova. And they were in Villanova where it's blue. So that was that the fans were definitely hating because Duke and Villanova's not winning and Villanova has basically taken over Jay Wright basically killed all that I'm sorry to tell y'all that this is this is just for the haters you know you feel personal about what I'm saying talk to your fans and Villanova and Virginia Gonzaga and Michigan okay if you look at the original the original statement it should bring you back. It should bring you back. It should bring you right back. Should bring you right back. Should bring you right back. To the original term. They only caused, this was this is specifically meant for players. So sorry, Duke, and really y'all not blue bloods either. <laughs> It was meant for players. It's not meant for your programs. And all of a sudden, it evolved into that. So originally, you can't tell nobody ain't a blue blood. The original statement, because if you, if Villanova's not a blue blood, then neither is Duke of Kentucky. Because it was meant for good players. It described players. Is he a blue blood? Is he a blue blood? Then programs. Now we're describing good winning programs. And they picked to, listen, they choose to pick those guys. They chose to pick those programs. Way back when, they chose to pick those programs. But how can you say the thing is you can't call Villanova not a program elite because they are an elite program, so they are a blue blood. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Duke, Kentucky. They no, no, they're not. When we was named it, they, they're not. They, they, they don't mean nothing. That wasn't the meaning. <laughs> that wasn't the meaning of it. Just Kentucky, just Duke. That wasn't it. You, Kentucky, Duke, Virginia. Kentucky Duke, Kentucky Duke, UCLA, North Carolina, Kansas, Indiana. These, These were elite programs. Elite programs. And they called them that rightfully. It was a lot of elite programs, but these were the ones they gave the check marks to to call them Blue Bloods. Now it's Villanova, Virginia, Michigan, and Gonzaga. These are elite programs. So now we have to go back because I, I, I listen to people. I'm like, you got to go back. You y'all not even acknowledging your blue. The Duke and Kentucky don't even know they're blue blood brothers, <laughs> Indiana, none of them. So then the crazy part is all the Duke fans and Kentucky fans are wrong. Villanova is a blue blood because they're elite. But now in order to satisfy fans, writers say new bloods. So basically, they're still calling them blue blood. They're just saying they're the new blue bloods. But to satisfy y'all, they cut the blue off and put new bloods. That, that's kind of weak. Blue bloods are blue bloods. But put it like this. Let, let me be unbelievably great to you to tell you this. Villanova on their own level. Villanova is on their own level. Like, this, there's no blue bloods. It's Nova Blood. I mean, if you look at the, the schools, nobody, no coach in, in, let's see, 2016. Like, even Duke and Kentucky, they haven't won. Like, for real, has Calipari won two championships? You know, he, he's definitely captured them. But has he won around the time Jay Wright was winning? This is six years. How, how many Final Fours in six years have they been to? We're just talking about from 2016 to 2020 to how many Final Fours in six years. You can go back to 2012 if you want to and a 10-year run, right? You look at it from 2012 from 2010. We can go back to 2012, okay? Let's go back to 2012. Krzyzewski has won one the last 10 years. 2015 and 2012, actually, Calipari Perry won one. With Kentucky. Jay Wright won two. So how is anybody like coming against the most successful coach in the last 10 years? Jesus Christ. He continued to win, continue to dominate his division. I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's crazy. It's a lot of hate. Now let's talk about these teams. Talk about these teams, man. I just broke down everything to everybody about Blue Bloods, letting you know fans are nuts and then and, and they're going against the rules. Fans didn't even make the rules. How you go against something you didn't make? It's just the fun of fans. They get to just say obnoxious stuff that don't even matter. It's not intelligent. Not saying everybody's not intelligent as a fans, but most of them don't talk on intelligence. They just talk on feeling, the heart and emotion. Um, okay, let's just talk about these teams. The the teams I want to talk about real hard right now, it's a couple of teams, man, and we can talk. We can go. We can go Duke. We can go Kentucky. We can go North Carolina, Kansas, Gonzaga. Let's just talk about something. We're going to go with Duke. I love Jeremy Roach. He's a hell of a leader. It's the reason why Villanova had him as a top target. He's really he he he's as close. Listen, that's just how good J- Jalen Brunson really was. And I think if Roach would have been in in coached by Jay Wright, we talking about a different monster. He would have became. He would have been just like Jalen Brunson. He has the same patience. He can shoot. He's 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 a he's a true just like Brunson, a real point guard that can get at you. He's just like he's the in the school of Chris Paul, just like Jalen Brunson, the school of Chris Paul, Cassius Winston, the school of Chris Paul. Deshaun Nix, the school of Chris Paul, type of point guards like that. Then you got guys, um, man, Dariq Whitehead looks good. Looks like he's ready. Second best, uh, high school pl- uh, player in high school. He was my number one, but Cam went after team USA and, and, I didn't even have Derek Whitehead as number one after the McDonald's game. But after Team USA, you go back to the McDonald's game. Like every time he goes up, he plays with the same people, elite prospects, and he looks like he looks better than everybody there. <laughs> everybody there, man. He just dominates, nobody can do nothing. You can't say oh, he did. You know, the, the team USA he went against guys that you know what. In, in the McDonald's game, he did the same thing. And my guy, shout out to Deree right here, had ten points, seven rebounds, and seven assists. Cam Whitmore had nineteen points, eight rebounds, and five assists. What are we talking about? And if you saw the game and saw how they played, he really looked like the best player on the floor. Cam Whitmore. He like just look at everybody from Amari Bailey being one of the top guys to Derek Lively, but uh, Kyle Filipowski, Chris Livingston, all these guys. And remember, I have been saying Chris Livingston for a long time, but it's not like. Then I said at the like Derick Whitehead when he got like I was like Derick Whitehead is the man. Then Cam Whitmore, like Jesus Christ. He's going to play that small forward position to be real good. Now, if you look at Duke, you look at Derek Lively, they got Ryan Young, and Kyle Filipowski. Look at this team, man. This team is going to be different. Jaden Scott can shoot, it's going to be a different type of squad, man. Like um, Jacob Gradison good players on the floor they got good transfers like listen this team's gonna be something to look at something to watch like they're gonna be a good team you're not gonna be able to do too much in Kentucky you know what makes Kentucky different and I think Calipari had to learn on the go because he was used to getting them classes and depending on them to win like Calipari went through some he had to go through some emotions because the biggest, the worst coaching job he ever did is when he had Terrence Clark, B.J. Boston, and them guys and did not, like, I, I don't care if you don't make the Final Four. You're not supposed to be that bad, just like the Lakers. I don't care if you don't make the playoffs. Are you supposed to be that bad? No. That was just, it lets you know Kyle Perry had to go and check yourself. He got his check mark for being a Hall of Fame coach. But, man, I never seen a Hall of Fame coach with that much talent do that. Ever in my life. And then the next the next season, you know, was better than the season before. You know, once again, having all these recruiting classes. Because he's always going to have a good shuffle of talent. He just had to recognize and get some experienced talent. He, he probably looked in the coach Jay, Him and Duke and Kentucky looked in the book of Jay Wright and was like, yo, we need to start getting some vets. These young bucks is not going to win because all other teams went and had vets. Mm-hmm. So now you look at Kentucky and, man. Jacob Toppin looks good. Antonio Reeves looks good, man. Oscar Sheewee looks good. And you bring other guys like Damian Collins, Lance Wade, Kassan Wallace, Sophia Wheeler. Like, you bring these guys in there. That's a tough-looking team now. CJ Frederick, with them vets, they look ready. like, Like, who's better between Kentucky and Duke? I don't know what to say about that. That, that's going to be a toss-up. Straight up, that's a toss-up. These two teams, Duke is going to be ready. But Kentucky, yeah, Duke is going to be ready. Duke is going to be ready. I don't know if they got a better team than Kentucky. I said it. Yes, I did. Kentucky has Chris Livingston, and they don't even have to let him out the bag. Their, their three best players are um, Jacob Toppin, Antonio Reeves, and, T- and Shibuya. That, that's it. Villanova, Villanova, Villanova is not like, I think the, the, you know what? People don't know how to judge teams. There's nothing wrong with Villanova. How's, how's a person that the team was two and 16, two and 14. And he upgraded that team to a 16 and 16 team. Now, if you looked at Fordham's roster, this was a remarkable accomplishment. He brought people like DJ Gordon, Abdul T. Sambala, Patrick Kelly. He brought these guys to he brought these guys to Fordham when they would have never even thought about Fordham, man. He brought data for them. like, listen. It's a little different, like now. You look at a great recruiter that's never just a recruit. Listen, he had four of them. The recruiting job of getting people. DJ Gordon was a top prospect. T. about the top prospects in the country. Patrick Kelly, he came from you know a great high school. Good shooter would have never thought of four. Of them. They that lets you know what type of recruiter he is. Now let's talk about Villanova team, their team is Caleb Daniels, That believe me, looking at all these teams, right, you're looking at between the, the first three I'm talking about, Kentucky, Duke and Villanova, who has the most battle-tested players that have been to the postseason Caleb Daniels is a veteran of the postseason I he, he's he's that, I mean Calib Daniels could possibly score 20 again, he has their arsenal in him like, he's going to be a 17 for sure Like, that's going to happen. Then you look at Brandon Slater. What makes you think this man is battle-tested more than anybody probably on the whole basketball court between those three teams? He's the OG of Jeremy Roach. (laughs) Like, this Brandon Slater can do it all. You're talking about what he didn't do? Well, the pressure wasn't on him. Give him the ball as much as you give Jermaine Samuels and Colin Gillespie the ball. Then when you tell me something else, he slumped, but he had big games too. This is Brandon Slater we're talking about, a definite NBA talent. Everybody can say what they want. They saw what he do when he on. So I don't want to hear that. Just like he was hype when he had a good, good shooting season the season before, be hype about this season. <laughs> People is crazy. Be hype about him evolving this season. Now there's more pressure on Slater. Wait till we see out of everybody on that starting five, Slater might be the, the one to do the most. Can we look at What Ken Whitmore brings to this team? The impact. And you can't do nothing but get excited because every time he steps in a big game or when you need him, this talk about this is you might say this is college. This is how everybody's judged coming out of high school that's this good. So I don't want to hear that. You can't say that no more. You cannot say that no more. Oh, this is college. No, this is how you judge them. This is it. When people be when I do judging for people in the in the Maybe 15 and four dog, this is how you do it. This is this is how you do it. You judge from this point, where their potential will grow. This is a grown man sport. Once you start playing ball, you're gonna get judged from a certain age. 14, 13. Yes. Just because y'all can't do it, the people who talk about, you know, the analysts who do it at that early age. Just because y'all don't know how to do it or y'all can't do it, <laughs> don't be mad. Oh God, she's still young. So so what? <laughs> What are you talking about? Cam Whitmore is going to come in immediately and be an impact, and that's going to help Daniels and Slater and Eric Dixon, who the next guy I talk about. He's going to have a big season too. Everybody's forgetting about how good these guys are. This is it, and we're talking about him evolving. We're talking about him evolving, like not being the same as last year even better because now he got to get a taste and start and now when he come in there man it's gonna Slater. the guys you gotta worry about is not gonna be whitmore at first it's gonna be dixon slater and daniels those are the top three them the guys you're gonna have to worry about you know i know everybody like oh can't whitmore is the prospect these guys have played and game. <laughs> what's what would be more dangerous a whitmore in his first year or whitmore in his third year Because I guarantee you, if he stays, like he's not going to stay. He's already a number five prospect, not only on NBA Draft Room, but many boards. He's not staying. And the fifth guy, this is always a toss-up. What's going to happen? Who's going to start? I think it's Mark Armstrong. I think you don't deny Mark Armstrong, that point guard, starting at point guard. You just don't deny him that. Especially when you know Whitmore is starting, and you know where they were with Team USA. I know he has to go and improve it, just like him. But no, Armstrong is the man. He's the man. It's not Lon Gino and Daniels, just like Alan Ray said. I, like I, you know, I was going with that too. And so when I go back on my stuff, I go back and I go back. Instead of having Daniels at point guard, looking at how Mark Armstrong played with Whitmore, how he played with that team, averaging ten points, three point or four rebounds, well, three point seven rebounds, three point eight assists. Shooting 45% from the field, from the three-point line at Team USA. 45% from the field. Armstrong is ready now. 63% from the field for uh, Cam Whitmore at Team USA. 45% from three. These boys is ready right now. Everybody, oh, Angelo Brizzy, this is not Jay Wright. Get it out your head. So everything that Jay Wright was promising is gone. Everything y'all saw is gone. That's it. This is all Neptune team. And now everybody's opinions can be shared. When you knew Jay Wright is different, you can you can put certain um, lineups that you think he would use certain play because you know Jay Wright. So all these are possibilities. You don't know Neptune. All you know is for sure he's gonna get those Daniels and Dixon and Lex Slater is not going on the bench. That's not happening. He knows it. He was here when Slater was recruited. He was around when Dixon was recruited. He was around when Daniels was brought here. He knows exactly what they mean to the team. The coach is not going to take his vets out. Now you come in with this McDonald's All-American who can just, I mean, there's nobody on the team more talented than him, period. And then you look at the guards. I love Angelo Brizzy. Shout out to Angelo Brizzy and his family. I love Brizzy, man. Everybody know I was the one that said that he was my favorite player on that recruiting class. Like, he, he was the one I was most impressed with. The man can dribble, he can shoot, but he's not better than Mark Armstrong. That's just how good Mark, and you know what's going to be great about that? Having Angelo Brizzy back up Armstrong is going to be murder. Because when he comes off the bench and he dribbles that basketball, he's going to be, nobody's going to have, not too many teams are going to have a point guard with his type of ability to shoot from the outside, knows how to run the team, can athletic. You got two athletic point guards. I mean, that, that that is a people are not looking at the underrated factor of having those two point guards around each other. Who's gonna back up Daniels? That's gonna be Chris. Archie. Archie is gonna back up the shooting guard. Yes. Everybody like where's Longino? Longino is gonna be at the guard at, at the small four. He's gonna be backing up Whitmore. He's gonna back up Whitmore. He's gonna be the key guy off the bench, along with Trey Patterson. You got Trey Patterson, John Longino, and Nana Najogu Watch out for Nova. Why I say this is a sleeper team? I don't really know. We we don't know what to say about them. Coach with Neptune yet, but I know they're gonna win. But how much are they gonna win? Are they gonna win the Big East? Do I think they gonna? I think they are because they got the most talented team on paper. I mean, who? everybody's talking about all these other guys. Creighton got a guy. Arthur Kaluma, They got all these guys talking about all these teams. Nobody has never been more talented than, listen, let me break it down to you. Cam Whitmore, high school All-American, Brandon Slater, top 50 player. Eric Dixon is a top 50 prospect. You know, he a little bit off to 50. We all know that. You know, I think Slater was like 53, and then I think Dixon, what, 50-something. Top 50 players. Caleb Daniels has been one of the best players in college basketball off the bench for a long time. One of the best bench players in college basketball, an effective player for a powerhouse program. Now you bring a high four star, high level elite, high level point guard, the best player in New Jersey in the 2022 class, the best player in Merlin. Also. I mean, this is a big time team now. The, the thing that makes them so good is the bench. Njoku was a high, like he's a high level center. This man, listen, they gotta be able to use Najoku. They have to. He's gonna make them such a he's 6'10", 250, athletic. A guy working on his three point shot. You know, I think they they have to give Dixon some 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 help there. Let him sit down sometimes, or let Njoku bang it out. Then you got Longino. We, he's already proven he can score. He's gonna he's gonna be a, a he's gonna be a problem. They're not gonna they're, when he comes off the bench. They're not gonna know what to do with Longino. He's such an all around talent. Trey Patterson, another all around talent. They don't even the good thing about that is that teams he didn't have that many minutes on the court. Teams don't even know about Trey Patterson like that. This is what's gonna make them because when he starts affecting people, they're gonna have to get in the playbook and be like, "Yo, Trey Patterson on the floor is what you do." and Chris we all know Chris is he's in the Olympics again Chris Arthur Diagono, great good IQ he's a real ball player he knows what to do he's he does a little bit of everything right then you got Brizzy coming off the bench this is a team you better watch out for now we ain't talking about we ain't talking about housing yet he ain't talked about housing yet. We haven't talked about housing. We have not talked about Brandon housing. You know why? Because that, that, that's a little different. It's, it's not like he can't get no time, but it's going to be hard. But I think he does, cause see, Archie don't even complain about time. There's gonna be times that Archie don't even get time, like when they had uh, the Antoine Longino Diakno thing. I, I'm I, I'm sitting there on the net telling y'all what's gonna happen, why this is happening, and you still have fans like, no, we going to say, oh well, um, Longino is the best. He gonna get this. He gonna get that. And why are they saying all this it's the, the what I'm saying is happening. They were rotating both all three of their minutes. Sometimes these two would get minutes, and this one wouldn't get a minute. Sometimes this one would get minutes. This one would get. Sometimes Archie wouldn't get it. Sometimes Longino wouldn't get the minutes. Sometimes Antoine wouldn't get it. They were rotating it. They were rotating it because he wants to get everybody minutes. These guys got playing time. Longino has proved it. That's why he's getting the minutes. Antoine and Archie Diacano are battle tested in the postseason. He loves Antoine loves Archie the loves the family. They're all going to get their time now. But and this is why Antoine didn't come back. Because he knew that, can. here comes Cam Whitmore. How can I? I'm going to have to battle this high school America. Do you know how hard it is? This is why Quinterly left. Do you know how hard it is to come in there and say, guys, already solidified? You see how Gillespie ended his career. How was that going to look for Quinterly? This year would have been his only year starting. Right here, soon as Gillespie left for his fifth year, this is Quinterly's playing right now, right? This would have been his only year starting. Now Quinterly got three seasons in. That's all it was about. He just wanted to get on the court. Y'all talking about? Oh, it's because of the, the he isn't playing Villanova. He wasn't right for the. You are retarded. Are you crazy? Jay Wright wouldn't have even got him if he wasn't right for Villanova. He knew exactly. Jay Wright, why do you think he's a Hall of Famer? He watches people, sees them. That's a Villanova player. Are you talking about what he he didn't want to wait? That don't mean you ain't a Villanova player. It's a lot of people who didn't want to wait. Cole Swider didn't want to wait. What are we we talking about right now? He's not a Villanova player because he wants to go get more starting time? He wants to be guaranteed to start a starter position because when soon as Cole got over there, what did he do? Start. Now he's an NBA. Y'all can't get mad at these kids because they making decisions not to stay for y'all. So you can see them play. They making decisions that's right for themselves. Crazy, man. But, um, um, North Carolina is a school with back hot back. You got love. You got Davis. I mean, Justin McCoy, puff Johnson, it's a good team coming back. I really – they are loaded. They, they, you know, I, I come back more and break down, but this is all about these three. Duke, yeah. You're, you're, I, Kansas, I come back and talk about Grady Dick and, you know, Jalen Wilson coming back and, you know, MJ Rice, Ernest Uday and You know, I, I come back and talk about those guys. I come talk some Gonzaga, but I'm talking these three teams right here because this seems to be the the rival, even though Michigan and – Indiana and um <laughs> Penn State seem to be Neptune's challenge. It was always Calipari and Krzyzewski who challenged who went at played chess with Jay Wright. It's not them no more. Like Kentucky still has Calipari. I don't think Calipari feels like he gotta he gotta go at Jay Wright. He's going at Neptune now. And Neptune's not making those same runs, but Boogie Flann's gonna be one. Boogie Flann's about to be a Kentucky Duke, so we'll see what happens with that. Boogie Flann intentionally called out Villanova without even an offer. That's big. That, that, that is a recruitment to watch because he intentionally called out Villanova before he even visited Villanova. Just, just watch that recruitment. I mean, he already said he was visiting Villanova, he didn't need Villanova, didn't schedule he didn't, you know, he didn't. Villanova didn't give him an offer before he even visited. They didn't give him an offer yet. They gave Jaleel Bethia an offer. They gave Caleb Williams an offer. They didn't give Boogie. They didn't hand him out an offer when they handed out their 2024 offers. When he went to Villanova, the offer was done. And it instantly would be good on the guy because when he goes to a school he's interested, in. now it's like, oh, they're interested in me. This is going to be something to see how this turns out. I'm really interested in this to see how this goes down. Very interesting. Um, where, does, where does Duke, I mean, where does Villanova and Duke, Duke, Duke is, let's start with Duke first. Duke, where do they go? Why can they be championship contenders? Um, Think about it. I mean, Jeremy Roach, you need a point guard. You need a big man. They got two elite big men. I mean, I'm really scared of them two guys on the same team, Lively and Filipowski. 2PA boys. I'm scared to death of a point guard with big men. Ryan Young there. Mark Mitchell is another guy. Watch out for Mark Mitchell. He looks like a problem. He's McGrady, just a little smaller. Like he's he has the explosion of McGrady. You know, you gotta watch out for him. Then you got now Kentucky, what makes them championship? Uh, I say I'm, I'm gonna say a lot of things too. They got experience. They got they got a uh, size with Collins, Ware, and Shibui. They got a uh, got a point guard. You got Kasan Wallace. You got Wheeler. You know Duke has Blake's that backs up. He looks solid. He looks solid. You know, but Kentucky with you know what makes them so good? Topping and we Topping and Reeves really puts them somewhere different. Like, really puts them somewhere different. Now, I know y'all Villanova fans, oh, you got a coach, yeah, but they be jumping over people. Oh, yeah. I got to tell some of y'all Villanova fans, stop being so harsh. Stop being harsh and disrespectful. We we, we, we talk when people disrespect us, man. Just, just bow out with class, man, unless they come at you directly. You know, I mean, when I, I say certain stuff, but like I, I had one guy, i just saw the post (laughs) i just saw the post yesterday and um because it'd be so many posts i don't get everybody's posts man i don't like i like i'm sorry i don't get all y'all posts it'd be so many posts but i saw one man that made me laugh he was like talking bad about jawan howard i forgot who the guy was um dang but he, he said uh what is he gonna punch the kids? Is he gonna go off? Y'all can't slander this man. That everybody, if the UCLA, if, if college forgave him, why did? If college forgave him, who are you to slander somebody? From because to be real, he was supposed to p- get mad. He just wasn't supposed to punch nobody. You know, but but him. Let me tell you some real deal stuff. Let's let's jump out of professionalism. When a man gets disrespected, he's gonna smack you. He's gonna smack. He's, you're not supposed to, but don't disrespect nobody. If you're not gonna, if you don't want to get popped. Now we can talk about all the righteousness and all of that, and you know, it's NCAA. But if we was outside and this wasn't a game, it, it, it would have been different. They wouldn't have suspended them. They wouldn't have did nothing. They would have met in the parking lot. <laughs> Maybe if the police got involved and they got to suspend somebody, you know, who knows? But like, this is a man who felt disrespected. None of y'all are looking at that. Y'all just looking at the, the rules of the college basketball. Oh, he smacked somebody. That man was mad. Because if Jay Wright would have smacked somebody, Villanova would have been behind everybody. They'd have been behind. No, oh, he's not going What if he did? It, what, you, what you would have let, you would have you would have rolled out, you ride or die. You ride or die. You might say, oh, he was wrong, but you riding with him. How about that one? You got some people, oh, going oh, he was wrong, but that's Jay Wright. Yeah, it's Jay Wright. So, you, why are you mad when the NCAA handed down their punishment? It's over with. This man is a good guy. This, he's not a bad guy because he stood up for his team. <laughs> he's a bad guy because he stood up for his team. You know, like he smacked the man when he just saw him walking and looking a certain way. He was talking about his team. He felt like some, something was unjust. Everybody knows Jawan Howard is good, even his peers. And his people was like, man, he shouldn't have did it, but that's my guy. They took up for him. He's a very good person. He's a very good recruiter. And even the team was behind him. So stop disrespecting people, man. I I really hate disrespect. Like, don't be ignorant. Nova Nation has class. Not showing their ass. All right. Now, um. Ah. Villanova is a sleeper team because we got to see. Listen, as much as I love Villanova, I'm an analyst, so I have to be truthful. I have to be really truthful. I I, I can't be biased, man. Once I became an analyst, the bias thing went right out the window. A writer, analyst. I mean, come on, man. So I can't put them in. They're not a Final Four team to me. But they definitely could be a great eight. They definitely a great eight contenders, no question. Great eight. I, I'm I don't think it's eight teams. Better, I think Villanova's still a top ten team. I know teams are going. You know they they probably going to rank them out. they probably like 15, 16. So they're going to put them in the top twenty now that Wright's gone and all this mess. But man, they if you if you do your homework, they're they're still a top ten team. And so now you look at the great eight and. Um, Yes, that's it. No question. We'll talk more about Arkansas too when we uh. But I just want, I just want to go on this blue blood thing. It's crazy because yes, Villanova is a blue blood. The it don't matter what you think. That's not the actual definition of a blue blood. <laughs> You're talking about no, they're not Duke. Why? Because they're not Duke. They're not named Duke. Because they've been more or just as successful, more successful because they won two rings more successful so they're they're actually top of the blue blood chain right now in the new era they're the top dogs sorry (laughs) what you talking about your recruiting class it has to equal wins it has to equal wins man duke fans stop your stop your associates that are in your duke family from talking like that because it makes y'all look totally hater haterific. that's my new word haterific. And it makes y'all look like y'all have no class. That's not Duke. That's not Duke at all. That's not Kentucky basketball. Like, stop making your fans look bad. Like, stop making the nation, the, 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 the BBN look bad, man. This is crazy. But what that is also is frustration because people ain't won. Y'all get these classes and y'all can't even get hyped when y'all get a recruiting class. I'm sorry I'm not. if I'm saying anything wrong. I'm sorry if it's disrespectful. But y'all can't even get hyped when y'all get a recruiting class because y'all don't know if y'all gonna win it, it don't determine the win y'all when y'all get these number one recruiting classes y'all can't get hype because i'm like we're gonna see what happens oh we look good we're gonna be in a tournament you can even bet on the conference championship but you can't bet on the final four you can't bet on the great eight and you cannot bet on the championship y- y'all like villanova before the two championships or even worse Well, I don't know about worse, because there were some disappointments with Villanova. We were a good team. We made it to Sweet 16 so many times. Great eights, Final Fours, but we would never win. Elite, but we would never win. Then when 2016 came, it changed the dynamic of all of Villanova. 2017 come. Okay, I'm thinking we could win. Got Josh Hart. Let's go in. Let's do it. You still didn't have Amari Spellman. They, they totally, oh, they totally fucked Villanova on that one. That was just the craziest, I mean, they should have won the championship that year. If they would have had Spellman, they would have won. It's no, it's no, no question. It's no question. You still had Jalen Brunson. You had Josh Hart. You had my like they still had an elite team. Then 2018 came. Josh Hart was gone. But here came the big man, Amari Spellman. Shout out to Amari Spellman. I just hope he—he's such a talented guy. It's just really unfortunate he's not as good as he was. All right, but yeah, now let's talk about. Listen, Duke, Kentucky. Let me stop because this is about this podcast is about y'all too. Before we get out of here, Duke. But I've said great things. I said Kentucky looks more of a championship contender than Villanova right now. But I said I need to say that. Yes, they do. Villanova has to prove it. On the floor, we got to see what's going on with this group. Samuels and Gillespie gone. It's like the heart of the team is gone. Who's the heart now? And now if Justin Moore was playing, hold up, let's say this. If Justin Moore was playing, which I think he would be the point guard, he should be, no question. If, If he comes back this year, I think he'll come off the bench and do something. He'll get minutes, but, you know, but if Justin Moore was playing this year, he would be the point guard. He's the man should hold the ball. He can score. He knows the team. He can handle the ball. You put Khalib at shooting guard with Whitmore and Slater and Dixon, that's a different team. That's a Final Four team. That's a championship contender. But he's not starting the season. We don't know if he's even going to come back this year. Like Even I was saying it, but I had to go with the fact. Like He's working out. But the thing is, um, I see him coming back this year, though. I just I just do. I think I'm seeing a lot of stuff. If Justin Moore wants to be, my thing is, is if Justin Moore wants to be drafted in the highest position possible to get the most money and be looked at, then he will leave after he plays a season or, or, or if he can make some noise this season. But if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play, And he goes in the draft. You know what's going to happen? He's not going to get drafted. I want to see this. I want to see this gamble. I want to see this gamble. I really want to see this gamble on Justin Moore. I really don't want to see it because I hope I'm wrong. I hope he gets drafted, gets that contract, does something in the combine that makes people push him up to the first round. I really do. But it's too many players that enter the draft for a player that doesn't play. Kyrie Walker, for instance. My guy. Shout out to his dad. Um, Kyrie Walker should have went to Arkansas. Should have went to a college play. Boom, he would have got drafted. Especially if he went to Arkansas and acted up. He would have he he been drafted. Justin Moore, same thing. When you're not playing unless you're this transcendent talent, maybe if Imani, Imani Bates didn't play, and, and which is crazy because you can't even compare that. Justin Moore played in college, and he actually did good. For a guy that doesn't play after an injury like that, teams are going to have super questions, super questions, and they're going to pass on you for everybody else. This is for people who are around Justin Moore. I don't know who's t- – stop giving these kids the wrong information information. You seen what ha- it happens every draft. Every draft, you te- kids get this wrong information. Justin Moore will not get drafted. He won't come and play and let people know that you're still you're back, you're back. If he comes back this year, which I feel like I think he's he's in pursuit of that, and, and and I don't know if he's coming back or not, but I'm rooting on it, so I'm thinking he's coming back this year. I'm thinking he's definitely he, he wants to come back because if he wants to go to the NBA this year, he's going to he has to come back and play. He has to come back and play, even if he comes back in February and he gets on there and he and he becomes a big time player during the tournament. But if you come back and play and you weren't able to show your stock and how good you are, you don't need to come out. Justin Moore has to be smart. Who is talking to him? I really want to see him be the best he can be because he's a real good player and a great talent. Not start from the G League and, (laughs) you know, not get the money you were supposed to get. Not get the vision. When you're a first-round pick or a lot, look at Michael Bridges, first-round pick. Jalen Brunson had to start from the, but he he was drafted in the second round, early second round. Dante DiVincenzo, first-round pick, ended up being a starter. Justin Moore, somebody tell him, do not be stupid. Don't do it. Who is talking to you? What's the guy behind you? That's the that's the agent. I love to talk to him. And what 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 teams you talking to this earlier? That's telling him he's gonna be a lottery pick. Who's telling him that? Because he's not on the board. Who's telling him he's gonna get? Nobody's even thinking about Justin Moore on this board. Nobody. Justin Moore is too good for somebody to tell him the wrong thing. Straight up. All right, so I'm out of here, y'all. I wanted to say that Kentucky Duke. Let me say Duke. Let me say this: Duke is a uh, they're great eight too. I just want to see how good these young guys are going to be. Derek Whitehead and and um, Derek Lively and Kyle Filipowski. That's that's going to be a good, you know, good team. But Jacob Grady, they got Kale Catchings, Like they got some people, but they be good enough. Is that team good enough? Because they, they ain't got as, as much. Like, Gradison was a good guy to get. He's, he's really going to make a difference. I'm not saying they not. I say they great eight just like Duke. I mean, just like Villanova. But Kentucky really looks like a team that's going to be something to deal with. And you know why? Because Oscar came back. That changes the dynamic of that whole team. Take Oscar away from that team, and you won't hear me say too much. Put Oscar with the mother with Reeves and with Tobin the way they playing. And then you could just have everybody else do what they do. With Wheeler. These guys are vets. So I'm out of here, y'all. Um follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, man. Um I'm out. Follow leader.